Welcome back guys to episode 9 of Scrubbed It. So the last few weeks we've been talking about how to make the most of med school, society, courses, conferences and all the other things you can do. But this episode we're going to talk about how we all put it all together and finally put it to a test. And we're going to be talking about our time and the roles we played in the international UK registered charity mm-hmm. called MAR. Uh, before we begin, MAR stands for Maternal Aid Association. Mm. And for the people that are current or students at King's will know it's a very big startup charity that was founded by a very close friend of mine, um, Dr. Kil Jagida, who mm. kind of had an experience when he went to Bangladesh um, during preclinical years and kind of came back determined to create a charity to help mothers um, in resource poor settings. And it's only gone from strength to strength to strength. And I'm sure. At now, by the time you're seeing this video, it's probably nationwide and everyone knows about my mm. amazing work they're doing. Um, but we're going to take it a bit back and, and talk about... We're going to bring him on the show as well. He's going to come so on the show. Gonna, so he has to come on the show. He doesn't know it yet. Thank you. You're going to come on the show. Exactly. You're going to come um, on to the show. So we're going to take it all the way back to the beginning when we all started out before we were doctors and, you yeah. know, we were just young and naive and fresh. Completely. Um, you joined first, though. So we, you guys so, first. So Akil came and he spoke to all the relevant people mm. to get it going um, and before we begin like I, you know I'm in awe of kill. like mm-hmm. he has achieved so much and I hope he continues to achieve even more the things he did before he even graduated Crazy. as a medical student Crazy. you know when we were talking about societies and course and conference he you know literally built up a charity with his own mm. hands um, and this is a red you know a red yeah. UK registered charity backed by lots of different universities and, companies you know, as well companies, yeah. loads of loads um, of so we'll put the link downstairs yeah. uh, on the, on the downstairs <laughs> on, the, on the description below um, but this <laughs> this is such a close thing to my heart so I get proper passionate about it um, you know we'll give a link down below mm. of what the charity is so you can go and do your research and find out a bit more about it mm. um, so we were so I was one of the first few people to join um, but then you know I was, you know I consider him as one of my best mates um, so you're kind of stuck and you kind of get Yo, you, you know we're going to do this we're going to make it work so <laughs> You know, he, in part, is probably re- responsible for a lot of the things I've come to achieve and I'm doing mm. and I've picked up from Ma. Um, so a massive thank you and a shout out to him. Um, mm. So I joined and my role was, it's funny because I was saying I don't have to manage finance, but I'm the, I, I joined as the treasurer <laughs> for Ma, um, running he the finances. Manages the, manning the, the finances. Money of you um, and the role Am's had what role did you did so you do? So I was involved in leading the um, academics and innovation side of the charity. So the reason why this charity is probably um, one step ahead of the, the game out there mm. in what it does, it's it's using sort of all the sort of evidence, the research, mm. all of that important data that's out there mm. to come up with completely brand new sort of ways of doing things. Yeah. So the fact of the matter is, just so people understand why my even exists, there's just an unacceptable rate of deaths mm. for pregnant mothers out there in the sort of Southeast Asian continent and beyond. So what Ma is doing is innovatively reducing that number, mm. right? There's loads of people who do lots of different things, but I think Ma uniquely, and that's mm. the important word to use, uniquely, right, takes data, takes all the information out there, puts minds together mm. and comes up with innovative fixes. Right, innovative. That's an important word to use because what they're going to come out, what they're working with, mm. is like it's just unbelievable. It's mm. unbelievable what's about to happen, what's happening. Um, so, yeah, so I was ahead of the sort of academics and innovation department. So you at the time. were the f- so Abs was mm. the first um, head of 
academia and innovation mm. um he we, you know we were the f- like the core team when it mm. first started out um so that's about the charity but i think they oh, want to hear right. the story they want to know the, about the, that and yeah. the madness so mars kind of flagship event is journey mar um the the summer campaign where we go to bangladesh um every year in the summer so we haven't been for the last few years but the first one we went so it was a cohort of me akio um and a few other very very good and close friends of ours um and these were essentially health camps bear in mind we've never done health camps before um and now to be honest we're very good at it yeah. um but we've got lots of impressive people they're helping us do it mm-hmm. and they know how to run it but it was essentially a health camp where we kind of saw mothers for free um did basic health checks on them and more importantly what ams devised was like a free mm-hmm. workshop and seminar tackling taboo topics tackling misconceptions mm-hmm. and basic principles there's a lot of maternal deaths out there but they don't but a lot of them are preventable stuff like you know clean hygiene washing hands after going to the toilet and the right mm. foods to eat and what not so we did that um but before we even go to the health camps <laughs> i'm i'm going to apologize to you now again i'm sorry <laughs> for what happened one week before the first ever journey my health camp right um so we yeah, really in the middle of a secret that remember we swore after this incident we're like yeah. to the grave the no, story goes we we swore we're not going to tell them how it actually happened oh yeah yeah, yeah. The, the reason as to why it happened is it coming out or? no i'm not going to say it <laughs> you're going to say that sorry guys that's um, but i'll tell you what happened so a week before journey my um we were going to a party me ams in a kill right um we passed our exams we're so over we passed the exam, exam we're about to go to bangladesh for the first ever health camp and at the time it was a bit far and um you know from where we live so i had my dad's car and so i did like a week's insurance so it was like know, a policeman's car as well it was, yeah, it was, it was a Hyundai i30 it was my dad's <laughs> beloved car fresh really nice brand new, yeah, it was brand like new with a full car. tank of petrol right and my dad really drives the car yeah, he only drives it on occasions if he's going out or with someone um so we were en route to north london or something north london um to go to this party to see it was like a leaves dinner or something like that a week 7 days before mm-hmm. journey mar and long story short we were driving and a few things happened in between next minute you know it i hit a tree no no you missed out a good chunk yeah so we're driving you've got your one hand on the steering yeah. wheel driving like that Yeah, you've got a kill in the front. Yeah, we're also talking and buzzing. Yeah. I'm in the middle, chilling. just chilling there, and we're talking and buzzing along. And then you just—I <laughs> think it flashed because there's car. another car that there came in front car, of my lane, yeah. overtaking someone else. A car was overtaking someone else coming around a bend. You see that? Yeah. But then I just feel the car speed up. <laughs> I'm like surely he should have hit the brakes. Yeah. I said, <laughs> "What happened?" Is instead of because he panicked and he started hitting the brake. I hit the accelerator and in order to move in on car I never said it to you. I've never said it to you before, right? Yeah. But I'm not lying to you. I felt the car speed up <laughs> rather than brake and he just went straight I went bang into, straight a tree. into a tree. Oh my god. And gosh. you need to understand. I don't that day. <laughs> we're laughing. <laughs> What's bad? <laughs> so what happened? Sorry guys, we had to stop there because we actually lost control of the whole uh, podcast there and you don't want to just be listening to us um, just laugh. Anyways, oh my god, my eyes are watering from that. Anyways, <laughs> so where was that? So yeah, so a car is overtaking another car around the bend and Abdul's driving and the usual reaction, by the way, you're taught in your driving lessons, right? 
is the, you're you're taught the emergency brake. Slam onto the brake. Right? <laughs> Instead, I just felt my the car speed up, and he just went straight into a I tree. Went smack into a tree. So let me see what happened from mine. So, so essentially, I lost control and I went straight into a tree. And if you were able to see the car footage afterwards, yeah, So for the first time ever, we're just gonna put an overlay of the picture on the video because I want you to see what happens to the car. So we went straight into a tree, airbags deployed, and I remember, like this is how fragile life is. I remember life literally slowed down. Mm-hmm. Like I can still remember till today, and this happened years ago. How everyone is slow motion, and we hit the tree. Bear in mind, I did this. You panic. So in, in order to save hitting another car, yeah, exactly. I'm out here with you know with arms and a kill. Bear in mind, going to Bangladesh in a week's time. Got the founder, one of my best mates, next to me, and I looked at a kill and I said, "Get out of the car," because there was smoke everywhere. It we smoke sh- and it's starting to we think, right? Sure if it exploded. So or like that. I was like, "Get out of the car!" In proper slow motion, and a kill was just looking at me like, "What did you just do?" I look back and I see Ams was finished because so, this this fool didn't wear his seatbelt, right, bro? And yeah, then, that, so this is important road safety. Wear make the sure you wear seatbelts seat even in the back because he was sitting and speaking to us and his phone. He had a brick Nokia and the Nok. Let me tell you how legendary Nokia's are. His Nokia went through and smashed my windscreen, but the Nokia was still intact and he was still nah, using it. What happened afterwards? Was, what happened was, you know, the the Nokia hit the windscreen. Yeah. You know, in medicine, emergency medicine, yeah. we talk about the um, is it the, the target sign on the yeah. window, right? There was like he didn't hit the windscreen. So what made that target sign? Oh, like, it was ah, the phone. It was the phone. So that the hit phone it. hit it, and then my glasses came off, and I couldn't find the glasses. And I remember like telling a kill, looking at him in slow motion, you know, get out of the car. Now I'm sure I saw in between, um. And everything just slows down and your head is buzzing. This was a very big accident. Mm-hmm. So make sure you put that picture in so they understand. Yeah. And Ams was finished. Like he's gone. And proper day. So I jump out of the car. Akil gets out of the car and he goes to Ams and he picks him out of the car. And Ams says to me and my heart dropped. And he said to me, something I can't like, my legs feel funny, my back feels funny and yeah. I'm thirsty. And then we put him on mm-hmm. the ground and then what were you doing? So... so so, so you, yeah, you were bit. obviously sh- really shook because yeah. me saying I'm thirsty, I can't feel my legs, yeah. and we've had an accident. You're now thinking, has he had a bleed internally? Because yeah. that's hemorrhage size, yeah. isn't it? Or did I mess up his back, break something? Exactly, or what's happened? Why is it? And I'll be honest, from my point of view, so in the end, looking back, it was all spinal shock mm. because there was no actual nerve damage that mm. happened. So what happened was, I just remember, obviously, I felt the car speed up. Mm. <laughs> we hit the tree, right? And I had the whiplash yeah. sort of uh, reaction. Um, thankfully, by then I, I just about bulked up, so the two shoulders mm. of the uh, seats stopped me from going straight through the middle. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have rocketed through, and I probably wouldn't be alive now. Yeah. Anyways, I don't say that, man. <laughs> what do you mean? That's so bad, <laughs> bro. You sped up. Yeah. Anyways, um, so I remember lying on the floor, right? I couldn't. Everything was hazy, and everything was funny because I, everything was tingling. Again, it was all spinal shock. And I, the power in my legs went. So I remember I actually stood up at mm. first. And then I just felt it go. So I was lying on the floor and then I became really thirsty. Mm. Again, these are effects of adrenaline going mm. through your body. Mm. Uh, think about it. When you're when adrenaline is pumping through you, mm. when you're going to give that speech on stage or whatever, mm. your mouth becomes dry. Oh, so it's adrenaline running through me. And I just became dry. I was asking for water. Obviously, to you, mm. who's a medic, and to Aki, who's a medic, you're thinking, is this a major hemorrhage or whatever? Or something. And so that, I don't have time to even think that. I'm here in 
buzzwords which don't sound good. I've just been yeah. in an accident, and then it's starting to rain, and you're saying like, "I feel cold." Yeah, I feel cold. Yeah, yeah. So the first thing I did, I just like took off my shirt. So I was yeah. topless. I naked. just remember seeing you like, bro. <laughs> yeah. Just butt naked. So now. I'm just naked. Took off my top and covered him, and then a kill. And then luckily, um, they knocked on the doors yeah. and. No, we didn't even knock. They, they were they, they were amazing. Like those people, they were amazing. So the garden that we were in front of, he came out with like pillows yeah. and like with a whole duvet to keep me mm. warm because I was flat out on the floor. Mm. And then the his neighbors then came out with water because mm. uh, remember we went mm. back and we gave them chocolates yeah, just yeah. to say thank you. And if they're ever watching, we're so mm. so grateful to you guys. Um, but yeah. And I just remember, so they gave us everything. And I remember that day, everyone came together. It was mm. unbelievable. So then I had this other, this couple um, who were on their way to a party mm. who came over. And then she was pregnant. Mm. And she instead took an umbrella and, and stood over me. And she said, we're not going nowhere until the ambulance comes. That day, right, is, it's crazy. That day, it, I, I really thought, that's why I wrote a whole long post about mm. it. That day, I realized, like, as humans, we can care and love and come together mm. despite your faith, your religion, your skin color, all of that. Because mm. everyone there, one person's holding an umbrella over me, one person's giving me water, mm. one person put a duvet over me. You're making sure everyone's alright. You've sacrificed your, your yeah. I just went topless, covered him. Um, yeah. It was all like everyone comes together for that, and it, it, it was it was such a when I look back, it was such a cool moment. But anyways, I thought. Abdul, you finished my life, man. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, and the thing was, I felt so mm. bad afterwards because I thought, do you know what? And luckily, they were all right. You know, him and Akil went mm. to the hospital. And when, like, I knew Ams for quite a few years before that. And the day, that day, he was acting different, speaking in a very different yeah. way, acting funny. And, and I was like, no, nah, something's not right. At the same time, I've just had a massive accident. I've got ambulance. And then for people that have had massive accidents, you know, the police come straight away. And... Um, they started accusing like, then they start accusing yeah. you then your case and I don't oh, really want to go on to it that was um, crazy yeah like, so then you know I was in a, like a police van and like you know they're doing whatever mm-hmm. they need to do and then a kill got taken in and you know whatever so we can forget all of that stuff um, but one it was like I was responsible because I was driving and you know in order to save one life somewhere else you end up causing harm and damage to two other people in the car I had to call my dad and my dad was just going ballistic down the phone. He was like, that's it. And he was looking for a reason for me not to go to Bangladesh and we'll tell you why yeah. in a moment. My he, parents as well. Everyone's parents. So were, my dad was just waiting for the opportunity for, to tell me that we're not going to go to Bangladesh for the health camp, which was the next Friday or Sunday yeah. or Saturday. Um, and he's like, right, whatever. So he came down and my mom was obviously like, yo, just make sure you're right. It's all right. It's just a car. We can get replaced. It's not a big problem. My dad came and he's just touching his car. You know, when you lose something, you're just <laughs> touching it. And he was walking past the car and he's like, oh, my beloved car with a full tank of petrol. <laughs> and I thought, proper sad. So hopefully one day I'm going to smash it. I'm going to become super rich. I'm going to buy my dad a beautiful car. Um, he still best. doesn't have a car. <laughs> bro, we're going to get him. We're going to get your pops. We're going to get my pops. Yeah. The best car there we're is. We're going to get, bro. I'm going to owe him a car. Um, so that was the accident we had. And there was a lot mm. of things. And then obviously we saw that insurance and whatnot. But, and I remember... Akil used to, every time he used to see a tree, he used to just pretend he was scared because he was so traumatized, me Traumat- hitting a tree. But th- life is fragile and, you know, be careful when you are driving, yeah. wear your seatbelt. Luckily, Akil was wearing a seatbelt, we were wearing a seatbelt, so nothing happened. And mm-hmm. I'm just thankful to God that, you know, we were saved and, you know, it was it was a, a big culture shock. And then, you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> fine. So the accident happened. So a week later, mm-hmm. we're all on a plane 
No, but mm. we have to go to the whole reason why our parents were looking for it. Okay, yeah, before we now, even get to right? Brandish. So um, what, what was that? So what yeah, year was it? At that time, I forgot when it was, but we had the unfortunate events in Bangladesh where there was a terrorist attack yeah. um, in Bangladesh. And as a result, obviously, every everyone's now on high alert. Our parents are mm. frightened because... The free, the six, seven, eight months before that, mm. all the planning and preparation mm. into these health camps, all the research we've been doing, all the data that we've been planning to mm. execute and all of that has now sort of been all thrown up into the air. Do we go? Do we not? Um, and I remember my parents are absolutely frightened. Like, yeah. like, how can I send my son somewhere to now that's just been attacked? Yes, he wants to do good. Yes, he wants to deliver all mm. of that. But how do I find the courage to, to let him go. go and I think your parents had the same yeah and I think our um, parents <clears throat> I remember my mom was calling your mom and mm. like um, they were debating like you know one like like we're fortunate enough to have like our ch- you know our, ch- our children in a position mm-hmm. where they can go help people so obviously our parents are originally mm. from Bangladesh yeah and although we were born and brought up here we wanted to kind of go back um so it was them being caught between the two and bear in mind me and Ams haven't been Bangladesh for years yeah. 10 years and normally these are countries where you usually go with someone that knows the system go with your parents so it was a very difficult decision for us to let us mm. go and it was always a tug of war but the, the, our intentions, you know, we wanted to go and help the mothers out there who we saw as our own mothers. Mm. Um, and they came kind of came around to it, which was probably the best deci- decision ever. Um, so it was us, close friends, the main core team of Ma at the time. Mm. We went to Bangladesh. Um, we met the team there. And the Ma Bangladesh team are doing an amazing job. There's lots of do- mm. doctors that I want to mention by name. Um, but I'm not too sure if they would like to be, you know, s- said mm. that, you know, we can talk about in a moment. Um, so we went and did the the first health camp. Um, so the health camps, as we described, and there's lots of videos on YouTube and mm. Instagram of we can see what goes on a day-to-day basis of the health camps. Um, but from our experience, um, it was good. We got to, for me, I, I would say what I personally enjoyed, I got to see my home country again. And the warmth in these countries are very different warmth to the country mm-hmm. we, we get here. And the green is different. And it was a very good time for me to spend time with my close mates, help mothers see how bad the situation is there and kind of come back rejuvenated and like, mm. you know what, I want to do well. I want to smash medicine. I want to make a difference. Mm. Um, and you kind of see how bad it is there and we can so easily go over there and you know, make a change. Um, so how was the health camp experience for yourself and then we can kind of move on about the other things we did. The health camp was at that point, for me, it was a pivotal moment in my mm. life, right? Because it brought all of the skills, every single thing together. It brought forward all research, data mm. collection, teaching uh, all of medicine all under one banner made it into a creative idea and it's all about delivering mm. it brought it all together and it completely changed me then it taught me about making sure I'm now adaptable flexible ensuring you can lead you can work as part of a team all of those things remember all of the issues mm. we faced and how we had to quickly adapt the model yeah. and change there it was such a challenging camp but at mm. the same time it was so rewarding yeah, right. Yeah. Like skill, your skill assets. So, how different flourish. levels? Mm. And you have to bear in mind this one, we were a registered UK charity, so mm. we kind of mm. moved away from society work. And yeah. We were now responsible for other people, responsible for ourselves, and we had the responsibility. And bear in mind, we went with donations money, so now this exactly. is almost like a level up. And we were still medical students. Exactly. Like quite junior yeah. medical students. We were out here doing camps, you know, and we were making with our bare hands. Exactly. Um, so we did the health camps. Um, it, which I, was I, I fell in absolute love with. So I hadn't been to Bangladesh for maybe, what, 18 years or something mm. like that before that. And I absolutely fell back in love with the country. Um, and the camp itself, what, having 300 
plus no, people come. Uh, you forget the heat. You forget yeah. the hard work. All you want to do is just really exert your energy and deliver. Yeah. Um, it was such an amazing camp. Yeah. And it's just gone from strength to strength to strength. And mm. just seeing it flourish every year now is absolutely, oh my mm. God, yeah. Um, so, so we did the health camps and mm. we did a few health camps in two different villages. And we kind of went and saw this, the hospitals and the different situations. Um, but obviously after health camps, you're tired. And I remember this one story, yeah. <laughs> um, we were talking about it a few weeks ago. Um, so after the health camp finished, we went to the hotel and then this hotel had like a little small, like a little pool or like a jacuzzi area. Um, and I remember we were all just chilling there. So it was me, Akil and another mate of us. And, and in these countries, like anyone can be in a hotel, you don't know who's who. Um, everyone's on high alert. Bear in mm -hmm. mind there was terrorist attacks and students died that were similar to us. And then we had this guy sitting in the pool with us or whatever this little thing was. And he's just inquiring where we are, who we're from. And, you know, we're just all trying to be civil because we don't know the, the protocol wherever in these, in these countries. And then I remember Akil was knocking my foot and he was just knocking my foot under the water. And I was like, you know, I don't know. You weren't obviously I was responding. Obvious. And my mate, he knows who he is, was just out here just talking, talking, talking. And then at one point, he another guy of his came and then he sent him out. It seemed like he was like some sort of boss or something, but we just thought it's normal, probably like a, a businessman. Um, and Akil left and then he grabbed me and I left and then Akil went outside and he talked to me he's like yo bro the way this guy is talking he's death or mafia like <laughs> we're gonna get kidnapped and the thing is he so, was very inquisitive yeah and he was getting he all was these details so, and the way Akil was like he's like I've got a bad vibe like the way he's operating and these things happen in these type of things where young mm. students we're here on work um, you know he might be mafia he might kidnap us up you know like Bangladesh is, is on high alert this is years ago by the way yeah. um, and then I was like crap but you, everyone tries to remain calm and thingy and we're all trying to plot and plan how to do it. <laughs> While Faisal was in the pool with this guy, and then I'm going to Faisal and I'm like, I'm saying his name. You're saying names? Yeah. So, so, we, so we spoke to him and we're like, yo, let's get out. And I remember another no, guy. Wait, hold on, hold on. Before that though, yeah, so going back to like sort of paint the picture, mm. I remember walking in yeah. as well, but I was always that guy who was also... You can't was, swim in it, so you don't even get in the pool, bro, you just dip your legs. Bro, I can swim now, yeah, yeah. back then I couldn't, but... Yeah. And that was that was a jacuzzi, we were swimming, okay, jacuzzi. <laughs> Yeah, anyways, I remember walking in, right, and I saw you guys in mm. the jacuzzi, and I just saw bare questions being answered. Yeah. And I remember, because I was hyper-vigilant. Yeah, yeah, I you were I was always looking over my shoulder, like... Was, and I remember, I saw you guys, I saw another guy waiting, and I was like... I'm walking straight to where I can be alone in the steam room. I was just sitting there in the steam room. Yeah. And I could just, I was just looking at you guys. I was like, someone's gonna, something's gonna happen here. We could have, I don't know. So then I went and I spoke to Facebook and then they called. And in this time, you're trying to do all the signals with your eyes, your nose, your mouth, your feet, whatever way you can communicate to him saying, mate, get out. get out. You know, we don't know where this is gonna end. We don't wanna give too much information because we might not make it back alive. And then I take him out and I'm saying, and then, Everyone was panicking. Luckily, you know, when you go with these trips, you're kind of protected mm. and um, you get protection. And, you know, we were under the... Because it's like a delegate from this country going to that mm, you're protected. Mm, mm, mm. Um, but you have to always be kind of safe and It, it goes with everything, even if you're in this country. Yeah, you it doesn't matter if you're going with a trip. Yeah. Even if you go to any country in the world, mm. the, anything can really happen. Um, and I remember guys were just Googling what happens if X person asks you X questions and everyone's Googling and, you know, it's like... In yeah. medicine, they say don't Google your <laughs> symptoms because you're gonna find out you're gonna die. So it's one of those ones. And I remember we had to 
So me and Akil literally went and dropped everyone off to their rooms, made sure they were sleeping because everyone was just scared. Um, <laughs> so luckily they had security, but I think in the moment of the time, you just panic I and worry. I peacefully. I was like, yeah. that weren't me. I, I didn't say nothing. Yeah. I'm in a different room. <laughs> I was in my, with the other yeah. geezer, so, so I was just chilling like that. So me and Akil kind of put them to bed and then we went and luckily nothing happened, but we were just a panic time. At the time, it was a whole different story. I don't know if it's coming across, you know, but... Basically, we were in a jacuzzi with the mafia, and it could have really ended badly. But luckily, they could once again, mules. yeah, could be mules. I think God <laughs> saved us again. Um, so that was one story in a hotel. Um, so everyone's on. You enjoy in the country, but it takes a few days to like acclimatize to get mm-hmm. used to it. Then another day, one of our mates he kind of went out to the bazaar. Bangladesh is very busy. There's lots of rickshaws, and you will see lots of visits. It's like a hustling, bustling place, and it's really nice. And he went missing, and. His phone was off and like an hour or two later, we're wondering, where is he? What happened? You know, what's he doing? He comes back and his face is pale and he's got like red lipstick on. No, no, so he, so he went, yeah. he went for like three hours. Yeah. I think we called up his parents. Everyone, we everyone. Because we were on, again, high vigilance. So we everyone's were, looking after everyone. We were like, Mate, how can we lose one of our own members of how the crew? How are we going to tell his mum? Yeah, and what are we going to tell his mum? Anyways, so the guy pops up and yeah. has a red lipstick. Yeah, it wasn't like, he had like, a really fresh shape up yeah. and trim and he's there all smiling yeah. and we're like where have you been for the last few hours we're calling you we were worried we don't know where you went um, and he's like nah I just wandered out um, I went to get a haircut and in Bangladesh they do like in, sorry burping oh man <laughs> so in Bangladesh you go to these countries and like a haircut isn't a haircut you get massage you get wet towel he, get, he got bleached I'm sure he got bleached they probably put a bit of bleach they do everything and it's like super cheap and and then the, I think they touched him up with a bit of lipstick I don't know if he wanted a lipstick or not um, so he just looked fresh and we were like mate we're just out here worrying and he's just like yeah guys why are you panicking um, so there are lots of moments like this where we all kind of bonded mm. together um, we've got bits in my mosquitoes so if you see the photos you just see my arms just covered in mosquito bites mm-hmm. but I think it was a very good bonding trip for all of us as friends because we were there for a while and then we stayed a few days extra just to kind of enjoy Bangladesh mm-hmm. um, after the trip and the health camps and whatnot um, finished um, I'm trying to think what other stuff were there there's a lot of stuff that we probably can't remember or we probably won't be able to tell you we can say it when we've got when the, we get a bit more the, time or when we've got them as guests or when we have guests we'll so hopefully we get to speak to them and we can talk about yeah. it so that was the first health camp so the second half, so we went for the first two years and then we started working. So the second half camp, me and Amz were not planning to go because we had like university. So the ter- term stars uh, during early. the health camp, yeah. so just a day mm. after the health camp finishes. So me and Amz had no intention starting the year we're going to do health camp. We went done a bit and the new, not new generation, the the, the new delegate. So goal, the new delegates yeah. came along. Um, um, but then once, so I got the call. So I met a kill and something happened. So the. So he was supposed to go on a trip, but unfortunately he couldn't make it mm. um, for some reasons. And he literally called me a few days before saying, bro, I'm going to cancel my ticket. Um, I need you to go out there. And I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? And he's like, listen, if you ain't out there, the health camp ain't going to happen. It's our second year. We've got mothers And it's important for continuity yeah, to keep and, that you know, second one. And we want to be sustainable. Yeah. We want to continue doing the health camps. And he was like, um, bro, one of us needs to go out there you know, either you mm. or Faisal or some of us need to go out there. And I'm like, bro, it's literally in a few days. Our uni starts the day yeah. after we come back from what can be like a 13, 14 hour flight easily with a stopover. And he's like, bro, you have to go. Something's come mm-hmm. up. It's an emergency. We can't. And the one thing about Akil is he's so responsible and like mm. he treats his mothers as his own. He's like, bro, look, there are mothers waiting for us. Mm-hmm. They haven't seen a doctor in their whole pregnancy. They need us. We need to be there. And I was like, 
man, okay, cool. So we decided, like, okay, I'm going to go. And then obviously I had to get my crime, my partner in crime, Ams. And I said, okay, I'm only going to go if Ams goes. So I called Ams. I was like, bro, situation. Journeyma, health camp number two needs to happen. Akil can't make it. Me, I need to go, but I'm not going to do it without you. I need you, yeah? So he's like, what? And then I was going to say, you know what happened, yeah? So I was going to say, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go. But it was you that said it. You said, I don't care whatever happens. I'm going to make yeah. sure it happens. I'm going to go. And it was you that, because you said you were going to go. It gave me the confidence to say, I'm going to go. So what yeah. were you thinking when no, you got that phone call? Because I was going to say, no, 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 no. You know that. Yeah. You know what? It was, again, so it was a confidence you gave me at the same time. So when I got the call mm. and when you explained the situation, at mm. first I was like, nah, how? Because mm. remember, you've got logbooks. Mm. You've got everything is registered, chased yeah. up and things like that. And what's in my mind is, I'm now coming to you. So it was, I think, our fourth year. Fourth year. Med- it was the beginning of fourth year. And, um, for me personally, I needed to up my grades even higher because mm. I was obviously targeting uh, to get into London 100%. Mm. I wanted to guarantee myself. Mm. So I had my eyes set on that. So I was like, I need to, from mm. the get-go, I'm going to start to hammer out medicine as mm. well. And when that call came, at first it came up as a shock. Like, what? Like, how? How do I haven't planned. I'm, I'm a person who plans ahead. I plan mm. my month ahead and everything else. So it came as a shock. Like, what on earth? Like, how? How, how can I go? Hmm. Um, but I think you, what happened was so you explained the situation you hmm. explained how it was and uh, the reasonings hmm. behind all of that and all the planning that was in place and I think it just came down to a point of that health camp had to happen yeah. no matter what I think all of that hard work again the whole reason why I keep on banging on about it being unique hmm. using evidence research like I had a piece of that that was mine that's hmm. there it was your work so all of that like cannot fall. It cannot fall. Mm. And I remember you also shown out, shown me throughout the years. Mm. Look, you can find a way. You can catch up. You can miss one or mm. two things and catch up and mm. get it signed off and all mm. of those things. And you can take that risk. Mm. And I thought, if you he, he, he's proven it mm. to me, so yeah, so well, let's do it. Yeah. And I just remember, it was like a also like a Mission Impossible type moment because we convinced each other. Yeah. So that was part one. Right? Yeah. So you convinced me. So I convinced, I convinced you. That's him. What it was. And then. Because I was just going, I was like, okay, mm. so I'm going to convince, okay, between us two, more or less any project, we can do it. Mm. We can freestyle it. And bear in mind, we had no prep. We don't know who was on the trip. We weren't thinking. We knew the material and whatnot. But we, you have to kind of mentally prepare for this trip because yeah. bear in mind, we were responsible for nine other people that we didn't know. Exactly. And we're not just responsible about the health care, we're responsible about their safety, the insurance, making sure they're well and fit. Visas, we were responsible for within all of the things that occurred. Everything, did. do you know what I mean? So then I kind of realized, oh, but there's a kid did this the year before and we, we had no idea. So we convinced each other, fair enough. And I remember I called you from Brick Lane outside the travel agent shop oh, from yeah. where we we're going to get the tickets. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Abdul Ride, Amstrodri on this date. So we convinced each other, cool. A kid got a sigh of relief. That was a very rough day or like a very anxious day because mm. we didn't know what was happening. We had tickets booked. You know, things were in but place. It was just we, we agreed with our parents. Yeah. Agreed. So, problem was we agreed. <laughs> right. So now the second issue is mm. we're telling our parents. And I remember my mom was like, before, was like, okay, you're gonna go this once, and that's it. You're not gonna go again. Um, I don't feel comfortable you being out there. Um, any bear in mind, any other country is fine. Mm-hmm. When it comes to like Bangladesh or the home country, people are a bit more apprehensive and anxious. Fine. So then we knew the difficulty will be convincing our parents. So straight away, I went home and I told my mom, I was like, listen. You know about the charity. You know how much I love it. Something's come up. I have to go. And I said, basically... <laughs> I, I have said, to go. So, basically, I said, yo, Ams is going, but I need to go there with him. So, I basically used Ams. 
and I said, listen, we can't flop, you know, etc., etc. You know, there's mothers out there that depend on us. We need to make it work, you know. Yeah. And with these things, the one time you fail, the one time you flop, it, it follows a trend. Exactly. So you have to always be on it. So whatever mm-hmm. you do in life, just make sure you're consistent and persistent. So I was like, listen, and I remember what I used to do. So I used to call Ams and I used to get him to call me and I'll come downstairs and I'll be very loud no, no, so, no, no, so, so there, was, call you. there was a step before that. Yeah. So you two must have told your mum, yeah. I'm going. Yeah. Your mum straight away called my mum. Yeah, okay, fine. Okay, so we, we flopped there because mm. your mum called my mum. Mm. I was like, is he going? My mum was like, what? Because mm. I didn't tell her then. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you, you flopped me. So yeah. like, what? He's going, what? I didn't approve nothing. Yeah. And she was like, come here right now. Yeah. Puts the phone down. And so your mum now yeah. already knows that I'm not going. Yeah. So I think you got the no at first. And then I'm getting now. Who said you're going? Mm. You're going randomly. And mm. two, you got two days and you're getting on the plane. Yeah. And then, so what happens is then we put the phone down and then we go to our bedroom and now and we start planning. the tactics. So we got onto the phone and now you're like, okay, bro, we have to go back to primary school tactics. We have to convince our own parents yeah. and get the parents to convince it's each other. Yeah. And then it comes back and lets both of us go. Yeah. So I remember, I think you got to work with your mum yeah. and said, look, I'm going to go so, and he'll be there. So you put me in a room and I said, Ams, hold on, I'm going to go downstairs, I'm going to speak really loudly and I'm going to say <laughs> how disappointed you are. So I, ran, I remember my mum was in the kitchen and I was in the sitting room and I was saying, Yo, and I'll say, I literally remember, like, Ams, I'm really sorry, my mom is not going to let me go. Can I can't go. Speaker? Yeah, I put a speaker. And I was like, bro, I'm really sorry, I can't, you can't go, you're going to have to do it by yourself. All those mothers, how unfortunate, you know, it's going to be by yourself. I'm really sorry, bro, I've let you down. And mom's hearing it. I know my mom is hearing it, but she's just acting like she's not. <laughs> Asian parents are the <laughs> Edison speaker. experts of this. And I'm, basically, I'm making out like, I need to be there, I need to be there. And he's saying it. Um, and then I was just like, bro, how can you, yeah, how can you do the, this? So the All responsibility. And oh, so it took like a good, like a day at least. Yeah. Because yeah. as a day when it became worn up, and I think, you know, bless our parents, man. Like, mm-hmm. um, my mom knew the reason why we went there and why we did what we did. Yeah. And secretly, every parent wants you to go and be able to help their own people. Exactly. And she kind of realized, no mother, you know, I'm not a parent myself, but I can imagine it would be very apprehensive. And she kind of warmed to her and she kind of understood. And I remember her calling Amzi's mom saying, what can we do? You know, these are children. Mm-hmm. How can we forsake our children? But at the same time, how can we forsake our mothers out there that don't yeah. have anything like we did? Um, so that's exactly what yeah. Yeah, that we had. They, so they were, their angle was: we've got skilled children, mm. but they're our children, and we can't. We don't want to risk their lives. Mm. But at the same time, how can we? But not? they're they're skilled, so we want to use them mm. uh, for the people back home, for the mothers back home. So and yeah, and she kind of eventually warmed mm. to it, and she's like, you know what? Go for it. Do it. And it's always the same thing with my mom. Anytime I go on holiday, anytime I go abroad, she's like, all right, this is the fun time. This is the fun time. And obviously I get to go. Um, now <laughs> it's a bit more different. You know, I like to think if I wanted to go to Bangladesh or to another yeah, country, yeah. she would let me. But at that time, you're still in medical school. And another concern for her was, and this is like another disclaimer I want to say, mm. we were doing so much extracurricular activities. We were, you know, we were running a charity, yeah, growing immensely. My mom was like, career. what are you going to do? And I remember Amos was like, yo, we need to pass medical because all of this will be vain and we talked about it in this exactly. last episode mm. my mom was like you're doing X, Y, and Z you're doing so much like make sure you study make sure you pass you're doing all of this stuff and imagine you don't become a doctor what's going to happen at the end you work so hard to get in so mm. hard to pass exams and I was like this, like, for me this is what gives me purpose in studying medicine like it motivates me and it's a reason why I will continue studying and I've realised I'm someone the more activities and projects I do the more productive I become because I don't want to waste time um, exactly. and she kind of warmed to the idea and then she's like alright go go and help their mums and then come back safe and sound and I think your yeah. mum what conversation she that, had that, that's the same sort of response I had so she she first had a um, chat with me about saying 
look, you're aiming for this, this, this. How are you going to achieve all of that mm. if you now suddenly fly off there mm. to do all of that and then come back, you've compromised your medical degree? Mm. Um, how will that all work out? And on top of that, the dangers, the risks and all of that that you're taking mm. on board. Um, but again, eventually, I, it was all I convinced her by saying, like, it was all about time management, mm. isn't it? I manage my time well. I show her my time management. Mm. She knows that I can manage it. And I, say, I think it was her trust in me to know that I haven't, like, for example, my time at Imperial, mm. where I messed up the first exam by the end of it, I got a first. So it was that sort of situation to show her experience of being able to deal with me, knowing that I will manage, mm. right? Gave her the confidence to say, go on, go and do it, but you make sure you come back mm. and you still achieve what you want to achieve. Yeah, so I think that's that was that. good. So we went and we did. Mm. So luckily, we, you know, we went and met the people, um, and we met. That trip was a blessing because mm. we got to meet a gem of a character called Tafsir. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I don't care if he likes his name mentioned or not, but Tafsir, man, he is like a, a little superstar, rock star, whatever you want to call him, man. Like he's, I'm super he's a proud. Case, like yeah. Oh man, he's such an absolute. Oh, like he gives me energy. Guy, like yeah. he he's gonna go. He's doing amazing things, and he's gonna go on to do amazing things. But it goes to show like these different projects, and mm. the beauty of this was we're a good few years older than him, or a good few years older than the other people on trip, mm. so you can relate to them, and you can tell them look, these are the things you need to do. Heads up. And I remember, um, you know, a trip that we didn't even plan ended up, you know, us meeting some of the people we're even working together with now. Exactly. Like, we find people that we could mentor and grow and develop and it was a blessing in disguise mm-hmm. not only did we go to go and lead our own health camp kind of manage it look after delegates from this country and bangladesh which helped us improve both personally physically um emotionally in every way possible exactly. we got to meet amazing people so many people were still in touch today who have gone on to do amazing things um i think one shout out we have to give right mm. is we all think we work hard yeah right personally when i went to bangladesh i came back with a huge sort of motivation when I came back into the UK mm. seeing the doctors out there right the way they worked their sort of motivation their drive there mm. were doctors out there who at the time we were obviously students mm. so we didn't have that qualification on us but they were seeing patients they were seeing non-stop patients they weren't eating they weren't drinking they will still see them still greet them with a smile and to see them some of them came off a night shift and they travelled hours and hours and we were in remote villages very much exactly mind. so they did a night shift which is relentless mm. in especially a, in these countries because exactly there's no protection they're seeing patient after patient mm-hmm. after patient no break no sleep no food nothing exactly so then to travel mm. through the rocky roads and mm. all of that come to a camp and then see another 300 plus people greet them all with the same smile that he saw the first person with mm. um, and then to be so caring towards us mm. uh, support us and we it was just it's unbelievable the level of drive the level of care the level of commitment they have mm. is something that we all should aspire towards i think it's yeah. absolutely amazing and when you go yeah. there you learn a lot and it's good to learn and go other countries and see the healthcare system there because you can mm. appreciate the healthcare system here you can learn the good see what things can be improved and you get to meet other mm. doctors and it's always nice meeting these other doctors and see how hard they work even the medical students um, so we're super grateful for the opportunity we've had mm. through medical school to be able to participate in these to be able to not only have the opportunity to run societies then eventually get to a point where we're running charities running health camps taking delegates from this country mm. to Bangladesh um, and to do amazing things um, so I think this is a good opportunity to kind of wrap up yeah I um, think that's that's what it is um, to wrap up now I think 
the main thing to say is that all of those things that we've been banging on about in mm. the previous weeks, mm. society work, going on courses, mm. enhancing yourself, mixing with other people, mm. um, broadening, broadening your horizon with your mm. networks and things like that, it all comes into fruition and mm. it allows you to do something. So for us, this was the first moment we got put to the test mm. in terms of our leadership skills, our ability to work in a team, ability to organise, manage, um, be adaptable. Mm. All of those skills comes together. And I think it's an opportunity to also display all of that. Yeah. Um, and I think it's evidence also that you can put all of your skills mm. together and do something that you wish to do, that you're passionate about and deliver it. Yeah. And that's that. So a massive thank you to Ma for giving us the opportunity and more so Akil for kind of bringing us into this charity and help, you know, helping us develop mm, mm. Um, and giving us the opportunity to go out and help all these mothers. Um, I still remember them. I still remember their faces. I still remember the little kids running around. Um, and I miss I'm, it, man. Yeah. I miss... I, I think miss, I'm going to go next year. I you want to go? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go next year. impulsively decide now. <laughs> but do you know what? I'm thankful for it. my impulsive nature sometimes because it. it lets me do these things. Um, but I'm super grateful for that. And Definitely once again, thank you for tuning in uh, to episode nine of the Scrubbed In podcast. I hope you guys have been enjoying it so mm. far. We're having an amazing response. Thank you to everyone who's reaching in, sharing it on their Insta page. I know loads of people mm. tune in every Sunday at six o'clock with their tea and coffee. Um, it motivates us and it encourages us to continue. Exactly, um, yeah. And we're going to talk about lots of different things. Hopefully in the future, in the next few episodes, we'll probably have guests coming down. Um, but let us know if there's any particular topics you want us to talk about. And hopefully we can just continue going from strength to strength. But make sure you like, comment, subscribe. And otherwise we'll see you next week then, isn't it? Take care.